All right. Yep. We're back. Yes. Hey, a little layoff. A vacation for me, a little move for you. Yeah. Not a little move. This was a long commute. A big, yeah, a (laughs) a big move. You know, uh, listeners out there, you got to give Kevin some credit. He just traveled four and a half hours uh, (laughs) to get together for this episode. All because we don't know how to use Skype. That's right. We haven't figured that out. But uh, this episode, which will be episode 46. Yes. Um, Who's your favorite 46? Well, we got some. We kind of we, we kind of went over a few names yeah. here. Um, I mean, my favorite out of that I've got, but I'll save that one for the end because that's probably what we'll use for the episode. Okay. But uh, who who are you saying? There was um, Andre Kostitsin. That's a, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Not a bad player. But there was a there was like a um, Polak. Not yeah, Polak. Roman Polak. Yeah. Polak. That's yep. it. That's a big defenseman, yes. right? Yeah. That was one. Uh, Zach Stortini. Stortini. Yeah. Uh, former Oiler. Andre Kostitsin, I said, right? Yeah. Um, and then it was, uh, uh, oh, who was his name? Ted Donato, I said. Oh, right? Ted Donato. Yes. Uh, good player back in the day. Yes, very good player. Uh, but let's be honest, uh, episode 46 will be our David Krejci. David Krejci, just because episode. he played tonight. He's played tonight. He's, he's in the playoffs field. currently. Yeah. Uh, and as much as we dislike the Bruins, he is a player on the Bruins. I think everybody I would like to, I'd love to see him as a Canuck, sure. I mean, at least a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's not holding up too well injury-wise, but... And and he's got a big contract. Yes. So, um, all right, well... Keep his uh, wife happy. Let's let's get into our uh, David Krejci episode. Yes. Here they go again. Rick Rippin all over Tollefson. Keeps feeding him with the left. Rippin tags him again with the left. Uppercut left. Look at the shots being thrown by Rippin. Is ripping some left. All right, episode 46, David Krejci is brought to you by Silverwood Finishing from Custom Cabins to Small Home Renovations. With creative design and professional craftsmanship, we aim to bring our clients' ideas to life. Call Kevin Roberts today at 778-549-3417. Reach him on Facebook at Silverwood Finishing at silverwoodfinishing at hotmail.com and on Instagram. Yes. Thank you, Silverwood Finishing. Thank you. So it's been <clears throat> almost four weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it has been a while. Because we snuck um, the last one in just before I moved, so it's been... That's a- right. Uh, before the playoffs started. Yeah. Um, was it right as the season ended? Yeah. Canucks might even have had a game or so. At the end, there I'm not. Yeah, I can't was, really remember. The season went into April, um, and I moved it into March. So. Yeah, so we'll we'll quickly talk about the Canucks. Uh, what we can remember. What we can remember. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we won't get into the last games. No, it doesn't really matter. I mean, uh, Quinn Hughes played. Yeah, I think that might have happened after our last. So looked. Um, he looked. He looked good. Yeah, he looked good. He fit. He fit in. Um, kid can skate. Yeah, yeah. And he's smart and not scared to use his brain and to try some stuff that. Yeah, so definitely something to look forward to next yeah. year. Um, it uh, gives Canucks some options, knowing that the kid can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Ulevi steps in as well. Who knows? we got to see where he is with his injuries. But he was trending in the right direction. Um, it's going to bring some question marks for that left yeah. side. I, I assume Pouliot's gone. 
Uh, he's out of a contract yeah. now. Um, I don't think people are going to lose any sleep. No, they definitely won't. Uh, be interesting to see what happens with Edler. Uh, obviously, Edler and Tanev. Uh, unrestricted. Well, Tanev's still under contract, yeah. but Edler, unrestricted free agent right now. Canucks, uh, I think, should bring him back. I mean, he was their best defenseman, you know, by far. He had kind of a resurgence from a couple years ago. I thought he was really good. You just um, have to watch because you'll have to. Uh, you got to be smart with him. For me. Yeah. Uh, I would bring him back, and I bring him back on one-year deals. Now, that's not ideal for Edler. He's earned um, more. He's earned whatever he feels he's got left playing. Yeah, you know, no, I hundred percent agree that. I mean, he's he's our he's our all-time leading scorer among defenders now, um, and he's done it quietly. Yeah, you know, he's done it through a, a ton of criticism in the market. Uh, and yeah, he has earned it, and he's earned himself probably after this year. He's he's probably earned himself three years, mm-hmm. like if the Canucks were smart. But here's the thing: you don't want to have to protect him, and and what Edler's going to want is uh, a no trade clause. Yeah, right. He'll give up money to get that no trade clause to stay here. So you have to. There has to be some sort of good faith put in, where the Canucks go to him and say, "Look, we don't want to have to use a." protection on you yeah. we got some young kids that we're going to need protected you don't want to handcuff this franchise moving forward but listen we know how valuable you are to us yeah. let us sign you at a year a year a year and let's just do it that way now i don't know if that gets the job done and, yeah. and obviously that's a scary situation for a guy like edler who signs a one-year deal and then the canucks after one year go well you know he didn't play as good as you did the year before so we're not gonna live yeah. up to our end of the bargain so it is tricky, and that's why I get why Edler would want the guarantee, right? Yep. yep. Um, but you have to do what's what makes the most sense. It is and tricky. I don't think there's going to be a perfect solution no. for it. I mean, ide- ideally, I think the expansion draft's two years away, right? Yeah. So ideally, you get them, you get them a two-year deal right away, and say, "Look, we'll give you the two years, and we don't have to protect you." What, do you think any of our uh, UFA aspirations? Like free agent market aspirations play into that with him, like no, and and the only reason why I don't think, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I I don't think they're going to target a left-handed defenseman. I think if they go after uh, UFAs, it's going to be a targeted for the right side, which I think they need to upgrade. Right. Um, they've got Tanev, they've got Stetcher, and then yeah. they had they had Luke Shen, who I thought played well. I, I just I don't know if he's going to stick around. And they had Biega. Yeah. And we all know where well, Biega fits she, in, right? Shen and Biega should be the fourth pair. They should be coming in. Well, one of them should yeah. be on a, on a fourth pairing. I don't I don't think there's room for both of them. I think you need an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And in that upgrade, that pushes one of them yeah. even further well, down. Well, that's what I'm saying, fourth pairing, where they're in the press box most of the time and play during injury. Yeah. I don't think you're keeping two right-handed guys yeah. like that in the press. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. room for one, not for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to pick which one you're keeping. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, and right now it's the guy probably all over Canuck social media because he just had a baby. Oh, Biega. So. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then who do they target? I mean, there's, there's some options out there for that right side. There's Tyler Myers. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of shakeup in Winnipeg, they're saying, because... You know, they they fell short in the playoffs, which we'll get into. Um, there's also a guy that's uh, um, a right-handed shot defenseman. I think he might be a UFA uh, in Jacob Truba. 
Yeah. Uh, not a UFA, sorry, an RFA. RFA. So he's still controlled by Winnipeg, but I don't think Winnipeg's going to be able to afford him. You know, especially if they they got a lot of decisions to make. If they yeah. want to keep Tyler Myers, they're not going to be able to keep Truba. But to get Truba, you'll have to do a trade. You're not you're not yeah. going to get him from signing him. Um, and then obviously there's Eric Carlson out there, but I don't think Canucks are going to go down that road. Um, I think it'll be mm-hmm. probably more so in that Tyler Myers area. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of names. They had PK Subban's name floating. Around. I saw that recently too, like. Uh, Potential three-way deal, yeah, kind of thing. But it, to me, it seemed a little far-fetched. Yeah, I think like, people are just trying to come up. About, they're trying to come up with want, crazy wanna, ideas. Well, like they want to talk about the Canucks right now too, which you know this isn't really the time to be talking about the Canucks. We got all summer. For sure, that. let's talk yeah. about the playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, the only there's the only really one piece of Canuck news. Other than them announcing who's going to play the World Championships, which is right, we have three three players. Yeah, right. Hughes, Demko, and, and Pedersen. Pedersen. Yep. And out of those three, there is some big news for the club on right. one of them. Well, yeah, Demko. Yeah. He signs two year deal. Got his one way. Yep. One way deal for like a million. 50, yeah, one point zero five or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like a million fifty thousand a season, which is a good. Deal for him. It's, it's a, a good, good deal, deal both ways, I think. To get right? a million dollar backup is good. Right? Yep. So, and it gives him time to prove, you know, this is his next step, and it's a bridge contract for him to get into. Yeah. When he can make uh, the big bucks, right? Exactly, and so, uh, I think it's a good deal for both ways as well. So we don't need to overanalyze that because we'll nope. leave that for the rest of the market. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they. Um, you know, approach the season with games yeah, and but stuff. But it's yeah. our two players that are playing in the World Championships and playing on the bigger ice and having a bit more room, right? That, uh, you know, and that's the thing, you know, seeing that room, it's going to go the other way where watching the playoffs, you're seeing how much now they're allowing the ice to shrink with the way they're refing the game and how different um, the outcomes are from the regular season. Yeah. Right? Like they've they've tinkered with these rules the last number of years to change it change the game. And they've done it and I think it's been pretty good outcome in the regular season, right? We're seeing more goals, you know, a little more up tempo games, but that typical playoff hockey is back and the ice is shrunk. And so you had these up tempo teams that exploited the rules that had Nowhere to go in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, everybody's going to point at Tampa, but I think Tampa just hit, like, a string of bad luck. Like, they just couldn't get the puck to bounce in the net for them. Um, a team that I'm thinking of that probably had more trouble with that was a team like Calgary. Um, I That would have been the one upset that I could have, I would have called in the first round because I thought Colorado just had more to offer than Calgary for playoff hockey, but it showed how much that I shrank and that if we're going to try to change the game, it has to be in the playoffs too, right? You, oh, I agree. Right? You have to oh, you know, as much as I, I love the, the playoff hockey. You have to. It's the one thing that blows me away about, about uh, how it's so acceptable when it comes to hockey that the rules change when it comes to playoffs. And we all love playoff hockey. We yes. all love it. Uh, but you can't play with a different set of rules. Like what other sport 
when it gets to the biggest stage, changes, changes the rules. The, rules. Yeah. the NFL doesn't. The NFL doesn't. NBA doesn't. Baseball. I mean, let's talk about the World Cup of, of soccer. Yeah. Okay? Perhaps the biggest sporting event in the world. Yeah. Uh, the rules don't change. Yeah. From qualification games to World Cup games to World Cup finals. They don't change. Uh, yeah. I mean... Why in hockey do they say, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to put the whistles away. Well... And you still com- influence games by not making the call, and and, it, and, and we com- are, we know this firsthand yeah. from from 2011 when the Canucks played Boston Bruins in the, yeah. in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we watched Daniel and Henrik Sedin getting punched in the face. Daniel Sedin for sure. Brad Marchand punching Daniel Sedin in the face over yeah. and over and over again. After the him warning looking of at a- the referee, going, "What are you going to do about this?" And what does the referee do? He gives them both penalties. Yeah. Daniel Sedin literally stood there, got penalty for taking a punch. Did he get an apology? No, they only do that now. We'll get into that. Next. Yeah, they only do that now. <laughs> um, so, no, so the, that costs like, money to have an apology. So the whole idea of of it being okay for the rules to change when it comes to playoffs is absurd. Yeah. Keep the rules the same. Find out how you want the game to be played. Do you want it to be played fast? Yeah. Or do you want it to be... Those ticky-tacky hook penalties that are in November should be the same in May. Sure. Or don't yeah. call them. And yep. I'm quite all right with yeah, those not no, being I, called. But that's... Yeah. Like, those those penalties drive me crazy when they just guess. And they're like, yeah. oh, well, I think he touched them. Let's mm-hmm. give him a penalty. Those ones drive me crazy. But it's the clutching and grabbing yeah. that they allow in the playoffs because, well, it's playoffs. Like, I watched yesterday. <laughs> I mean, in how, it, it was overtime. Yeah. And I mean, Carolina ends up ends up winning the game anyways. But a guy got gets in behind. I don't know who it was. Got in behind Barakovsky. And uh, is it is that his name Barakovsky? Barakovsky, yeah. Yeah, the number sixty five for Washington. He gets in behind, and he is heading towards the net. And Barakovsky absolutely mauls him from behind. Yeah. With absolutely no call, and it's playoffs. And I guess that's why they're like, well, okay, it's overtime, playoffs, game seven. I guess we'll let that yeah. go. Well, it goes from game management in the in the regular season to let them play in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that attitude shift. And, I mean, like you said, I don't know if it's ever going to change because we enjoy playoff hockey so much. I mean, the bits I've been able to watch, and we can get into that whole issue with my my cable provider failing me miserably for this playoff season, but we can... Uh, you know, I have been able to watch some games online, and yeah, it's 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 just unbelievable what you know. It's what we it's it's hockey like we grew up watching, but it was you know before the the contrast between the regular season and playoffs wasn't that much, right? Because the clutching and grabbing and the holding and that interference stuff was always kind of allowed in the regular season. It just got a little more intense in the playoffs. Sure. Now yeah. you've taken away that bit of it. Interference and the you know that body positioning that they used to do, yeah. and got rid of it in the regular season, but let them continue to do it in the playoffs. So, with that being said, we can keep talking about um, how this first round turned out to be one of probably the best first rounds in recent memory, yeah, maybe ever. Well, because of the upsets, we had a because of the upsets, but. He, this is this is the only thing I'd say about about upsets nowadays in uh, yeah. when it comes to uh, NHL. There's the NHL wanted parity. 
Yeah. Right. When that's what that's what you get with a salary cap, and then some some teams are going to manage it better, and their teams will be better than others, and some will be in rebuilding stage yeah. and what and what have you. But this brings me back to before, and I know I've had this conversation with Jer when he was on this thing, and and yeah. sitting at this table last year, uh, <clears throat> saying, "What's the point of squeaking into the playoffs?" Yeah. Right. What's the point of squeaking into the playoffs and then you just ruin your chance at a draft pick, yeah, blah, blah, well. blah, blah. And my my stance has always been you get in the playoffs and anything can happen, especially now. All four teams that squeaked in. The and future. look at that. Yeah. Every the four wildcard teams that, that squeaked in the playoffs yeah. are going on to the second round. Yeah. That's why you play to make the playoffs, yeah. because especially in a, in a season with or in a league with parity. You never know. You never know. Yeah. So that's why. You play, and you yeah. don't want your team you to miss yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. No, I I I agree wholeheartedly. Right. That. Um. Yeah. You know, you had Columbus beating uh, Tampa. You had uh, Colorado beating Calgary. You had uh, what was the other two? How come I can't think of these? You had Colorado. Yeah. And you had uh, Dallas, Dallas. That was wildcard yeah. teams, and then Columbus and Carolina. Carolina. That's right. right? Yep. So, yeah, squeak in, get in. Yeah, that's it's all that matters, and that's what every team should be telling their team: fight, 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 get in the playoffs, and it's a whole new season. Yeah. So, and then you have the refereeing, which has been coming under scrutiny more and more, not just in the playoffs but through the regular season. I think there's a lot that leads into that I mean you have the game that's uh, the speed of the game how fast it is Um, you know you get these guys probably skating 10% faster than they were 15 years ago and the rest are trying to pick everything up and you know they're going to make mistakes they're going to miss things Um, and at home we're sitting here and our at-home experience is the best it's ever been. Sure, it's you don't you don't miss anything at nah, home. and you're watching high def hockey. You have a sixty plus inch television. You're watching it on. You have you replays, see the extra angles on the different replays. replays. You have a PVR where you can go back and watch it what yeah. you want to see. Yeah, and see what you want, and then be be able to judge the outcome of a call yeah. as you see fit. Yeah, and. Uh, I think it got to a point where in Game 7, maybe one of the best Game 7s in recent memory too, right? Between well, San Jose cre- created, and created. It was created it was, into one of the best Game 7s ever. Was the, there was an event that involved the refs kind of, I don't know if I fully agree that it was a missed call, but some people will say that it was a messed up call that um, kind of, got the ball rolling for San Jose who capitalized on that mistake mm-hmm. and the wheels fell off periodically for Vegas. I don't think they completely fell off because they ended up tying the game after. But it yeah. was it was, you know, the the cross check. So let's be clear, like it's a penalty. Sure. Yeah. It's a penalty. He cross he crossed just it's not a five minute major. It's more than a two. Because I don't you, even know if it, it is. It would, by watching the replay, it should have been two for cross-check, two for interference. The two players that were involved that bumped him should have got two-minute penalties. So, okay. So, because he got so we talk, let's, talk, let's talk about the play. So, basically what happens is a face-off. Joe Pavelski faces off against uh, uh, Eakin. Yeah. And uh, Eakin, for whatever reason, right off the, right off the draw, 
Pavelski's kind of kind of in a vulnerable he, off position. He wins the draw, and, and he, he's turning to face his defenseman. And that that right when he's starting to turn, he's adjusting his balance and he gets cross cross checked, and right? not not in the face, yeah. but it was high on the chest. So I think the refs so, thought it was the face, and, that's, and they might have. Yeah. And and what ends up happening is uh, Stashney, who's the other player, and I don't blame Stashney because yeah. all Stashney's doing is his job is get to get to the, the point. Yep. So as soon as that puck drops, he starts to skate. Well. Because of the way Joe, uh, Joe Pavelski falls backwards, Stashney skates right right through yeah, him, basically. Hits him, knocks He's off balance, puts him over. To me, to me that's yeah. not a penalty for, for Stashney at all. Yeah. He's doing what he's got to do, get to the point. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the Eakin one, the Cody Eakin one, is is definitely at least a two-minute penalty. Yeah. Okay? Whatever. Regardless. The, the referees come. They call it a five in a game. It's a wrong call, but you're up three-nothing. At some point, you got to take a little bit responsibility and shut the door. Yeah. At that point, Sa- San Jose rallied around an injured player. Yeah. They they and they grabbed that momentum. Vegas could have easily been just as mad mm-hmm. at their player being uh, sent off and said, "You know what? It's a bogus call. Let's kill this penalty for him." Yep. Thank so you. they could have turned that around and and said, "You know what? Let's do it for him." Three nothing. Now you should not give up four goals yeah. on a five minute major. Like, even on a five minute major, because things. I mean, the time of the game and everything is going to change this attitude. But typically on a five minute major, teams seem to lay back a little more on the power play because they feel they got more time and they're not as urgent. So I think that was kind of gone. But to see a team score one goal, you'll see some. You know, there's a good chance that twenty nine thirty percent typical power play chance. That first goal came within yeah. six seconds. Was it like right away? It was right away. Yeah. And then, like I said, I didn't get to see the game, but uh, um, a second goal, that would be scored. A minute four. Okay. But what are the what's the percentage of a team scoring two goals on a five-minute power play? Right. right? Well, you're, now you're down to like maybe 5%. Right. Okay. Probably. Okay. Now, but here, but the, here's the other thing. When was the last time you saw a team score three goals on a five-minute power play? Yeah. I, I, can't, I, I couldn't I, name it. I can't name it. This no. probably happened once in the last 20 years. Yeah, so they were talking about a, a, a series back 20 years ago, 1998. Yeah. So was that 21 years yeah. ago? was between L.A. Kings and St. Louis Blues, apparently. And L.A. Kings were up three, whatever. it was. Th- they were up by three yeah. in, in a game, and they took was, a five-minute major, and St. Louis scored four goals and won the game Yeah. Uh, on, a, on a five-minute major. Yeah. And so, that was 21 years ago. So it ago. happens, but it's once every Sure. Every generation. I didn't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so so here's here's the other thing, okay? You give up two really quick goals like that. Yeah. Time uh, out. Coach, what are you doing? Time out. Call a timeout. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait till you wait till the game's tied. Yeah. And then calls a timeout. It's too late now. Yeah. You tie game. Tie Doesn't game. matter if you stop the bleeding or not, sure. it's tie game. And then they end up LeBlanc LeBlanc scores that yeah. uh, the fourth one. Yeah. Uh and and it looks to me I thought, well, that's it. So like, I was I wasn't uh, uh, I wasn't uh, watching the game because I was with my wife. We don't have cable in the house, so we're one TV hooked up to a computer. We were watching a show, so I'm sitting there watching on the score app, paying attention between the score app and Twitter while the show's on to see what's going on. And so I saw it was three nothing, so I just kind of put it aside and went thought, away. Thought it was thought over. Thought it was over. Watch the show, and then it went into like you know commercial. You know, had the pause or whatever. It was like 15 minutes later, right? So I pull up and I 
you know, I open up the score and I have to refresh it, right? So it's three nothing, and I always, I always like to cover the score right away just to see before to see the time left yeah. before I see. I just like to watch see the time before the score. So I do this and I pull my hand away and it's four three. I was like, what the heck, right? Like what the heck? So I quickly you're like you look at what happened. You see one, two, three, four power play goals. What the hell? What the heck does? Vegas do right yeah. so then you go to the penalties you see it was a five minute major and you're like wow five minute cross checking penalty that's you know, that's a bit you, rough my right? first yeah. thing was like wow what a stupid penalty to take at that time of game yeah and then go back you go to Twitter and then you see Twitter complaining oh a horrible call blah 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 yeah and you know one thing we have to remember is the ref has there's only two refs so there's only two angles on the ice that that's being seen from um Although they conference with the linesman when they, they did, did come up with this one, because right? <clears throat> linesman can't involved in major in okay. major calls. So, I, I don't want to argue whether it was the right call or not, because it's kind of in my mind, I'm still gray about it, right? Like I think if it was a Canucks, <clears throat> I'd be, you know, it'd be black or white because of my allegiance to the team. I'd be, I'd be choked, sure, yes, right. But at be, the same time, I'd be also disappointed in my team for giving up yeah, four power play yeah. goals. Well, how would the media be here? Would we be? Well, you could. They would be like, you can't blame the ref. You have to fight that off, right? Sure. Like that's how it's, right? Whereas it, that's what gets me about this is how, why does Vegas get this pass to allow to be able to blame the refs on this? Like, and this is snowballing, maybe in a direction that it's needed to go the last ten or fifteen years. But why is it all of a sudden Vegas is getting, you know, why are they allowed to do this, right? And then it results in today, it comes out that the NHL actually apologized to Vegas. And that, yeah. to me, is the most infuriating part. Yeah. Because there's every team in the NHL up to this point has had an incident like this yeah. that's affected or start or had kind of led the way to affecting an outcome of a game that's been detrimental to that team. Yeah, so that and brings us... And never, ever, ever had an apology. No, you're right. And right? that brings us to our next uh, point, which we, we talked about. Yeah. So, at what point do you uh, do you want officiating to be perfect? Yeah. Or do you want to allow human error and allow human uh, viewpoints to see the game the way they see the game? Yeah. Like these guys that have, uh, you know, they paid their dues in, in refing all the yeah. way up to get themselves to this NHL no, level. The- are they allowed to make mistakes the same way players are allowed to make mistakes? They should be. And even though that that mistake could influence a game, yeah. players' influence it, mistakes can influence a game. But are we okay with referees making mistakes that influence a game? Or do we want to bring in more video review to make sure that the call is right? Okay. If you're going to go video review, take the refs right off the ice. Because if the puck bounces off the ref and goes and deflects in front of the net, and the guy shoots it in, it's a goal. So his position, he's part of the game. His mistakes are part of the game. I think what needs to be done is there needs to be an accountability. It doesn't necessarily have to be the refs themselves, but there should be some form of PR that comes to us that tells us his angle, this is what he saw. On the replay, he realized he made a mistake. They're going to work on maybe referee positioning to make sure that doesn't happen right i don't think going to replays is what this game needs because we've already talked about how the replay of uh 
you know, the offside play or the goals, how, like, did, did Buffalo get an apology in 99? I mean, that was the most blatant thing, and we had replays. And it still didn't go their way. That, that and it cost them the I, I still still scratch my right? head like, at that. Like the, Vegas the, the has whole, nothing the whole to hold season, against Buffalo. The whole season that year, and if people don't know what we're referring to, is Brett Hall gets his foot in the crease. And back in the day, uh, as soon as your your foot went in the crease, it was no goal. Yeah. They, they, they call it off. You could be on the other side and, of the crease. And it was so bad that season that I remember clearly uh, Tony Amonte getting in on a breakaway. The goalie came way out of the net. Tony Amonte, like I'm talking to the blue line, Amonte gets by him. The puck goes past the goal line, okay? He pulls it back in front and puts it in the net, and they called no goal because he was in the crease before he brought the puck in. And they... They yeah, literally said that. no, no goal. goal, and and I could not believe it. Like, the goalie wasn't even in the net. Like yeah. it was the most bizarre thing. But then they get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and just like as clear as anything, Brett Hall's toe is in the crease. And I was cheering for Dallas that year, yeah. and I still, to this day, would say, "Look, I, I didn't, I didn't the think NHL, it should have counted." NHL didn't have the balls to stop their celebration and say no goal. Yeah. That's what happened, right? Because they scored the goal, they flooded the ice, and they just said, just keep rolling with it. Sure. And they pushed the NHL's hand in that, but it made the NHL look like a joke. Yep. But now, all of a sudden, this happens to Vegas, where it wasn't... The mistake by the ref wasn't the result, did not cause the four goals. It gave the opportunity for it, but it didn't cause it. Right, I, I, it I gave agree. them the opportunity. Yep. So, it's not a direct apology that needs to be made. They just need to say it was a mistake and it's unfortunate. Yeah, like it was a bad. It was a, yeah. it was a bad call. It should have been a two minute penalty. Yeah, they they got it wrong, but at the same time, that's get happened. on with it. Yeah, it's it's part of the game. And, that's, and and I tend to agree. So this is what I would like to see. If you know, um, more referee evaluation. Okay, if the referees have a stinker. Yeah, but those they refs, don't get guaranteed games well, after that. That the, those two refs aren't are done. Sure. Playoffs. Okay. Right. The ones in there was a stinker game in the Boston Toronto series. Those refs done. Sure. Right. And that's, and that and that's how it should be. Yep. So those and, refs and that are should eliminated. go. That should go the same during the regular season. If the, if the referees like, it's almost like a player gets suspended for a bad hit or something like. Why don't that. we do reward? Ho- why don't they do an award ceremony for the ref? Referee of the year. So they get points based on their calls, oh, and whatever. they get, just, get just deductions straight. if they make sure. like blatant mistakes or something like that. And then to figure out some point system, and at the end of the year, they recognize the top three refs, and and we can sure. celebrate yeah. them doing their job right. And it might actually create a competition. Yeah. And, no, you're right, but right? I mean it, it, that's that's exactly what I think should happen in in some sense is. Uh, more referee evaluation, and maybe there's there's a lot that goes on that we just don't know about, but make it make it public. Yeah. Be like, yeah, so they do. This like referee from, had a had a shocker, and he's not getting a game for a week. That's his, that's known, his punishment what I've, for. I've heard is they do that. Like each ref um, has like a company laptop, and they do video. Um, they go over calls by video after the games too, yeah. right? So there is that bit. It's just that. There's less. There's none of that is known to us, right? They gotta should let us know as fans because, like we said earlier, we see everything now. Of course, right? I yeah, got. We high, probably see more than the refs right? see. Yeah, you got a high def TV. You yep. got, you know, replays like you said, every angle under the sun. Well, just think about it. When you go to a when you go to a game and the ref makes a bad call and everyone's booing, like yeah. you know that that's 
there's, yeah. well, well, that's not all the time, but it, there's a good chance it's a bad call. Yeah. But then then now, like, why would people go to the games? They stop playing those replays on the Jumbotron. Yeah. So why would I pay 150 bucks to go watch a game that I'm going to miss? You know, with how oh. much I, I always, you know, now you go, I mean, it's always an experience. It's fun to go to your buddies and go watch a game. Like, that'll never change. But when you're there to, like, watch the game, you miss You miss stuff, a lot, And yeah. you don't realize how much you see when you're watching it on TV compared to when you go watch it live. Yeah. Right? Like, I it's mean, true. there's things you see live that you don't see. Like, you can watch players outside the play. I mean, depending on where you're sitting, you can see the plays develop. Right, like that's the joy of like if you're sitting up top behind the nets. I mean, watching it's amazing to watch the plays develop. Yeah, of course, there, right? But uh, yeah, you can I see just, it all unfold and whatever. Um, they're definitely right. Like an accountability or or something. They just need to address the imperfection of the refing and make them just bring the human element into it because they come across as like holier than thou, and I think that's part of the issue where. It's like shut up on the ref, where you are part of the game. Yes, you are the judge and jury of what happens out there, but you're allowed to make mistakes. I mean, look at tennis. Like, how long ago did tennis bring in that system where they can tell if the ball's in or out? Sure, yeah. It's been around for 20 years. Yeah. Right? And being able to challenge that, right? Because they realize that ball moving at 120 miles an hour... You know, it's, hard, it's, it's hard, hard to get right all the yeah. time, especially when it just has to and touch a line. And it was like it changes, accepted yeah. that they do the ch- check if it's close. He knows the line. The line judges everybody know that it's going to get, yeah. you know, I might have not seen it and that picks it up and that's fine. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, that, that works, I think, for the off. They can do something like that for offsides and, and the goal line. But for infractions, it's tough because it's subjective. Right. And the only all, thing, it always will be. The only thing with going to replays is this it might open up a can of worms for the NHL that has been kind of, you know, the conspiracy theorists love it and you don't know if it's there or not. But if there is, you know, because it's being subjective calls, it opens up to being, to call it the way you want it to, right? Like you can have um, like a prejudice on players and call things like you look sure. at you. You can always have that. And you look at Roussel, right? He yeah. has a reputation, and there's certain things he doesn't get away with yeah. that a Connor that, McDavid will. Sure, right. Yeah. So now, if you're bringing in replay, yeah, that levels that playing field because it has to be equal for everybody. Well, you hope it is, but yeah. you, you, you still even even with replay, it's still going to depend on so, how somebody yeah. views it. Yeah, like it's still not going to be just black and white. Yeah. They'll view but, that it wasn't a penalty because he didn't sure. intend to cross-check him in the face. Or, yeah, but so. anyways, yeah. Uh, so let's just talk about the playoffs real quick. So second round comes uh, Boston, Columbus. Who do you got? Or who, uh, do you want? who do you want? I, I, you know what? I I wouldn't be upset if Columbus rolled right through. Yep. Like, I wouldn't be upset. I, You know, Tortorella, when he coached here, you know, wasn't a great fit, but I... He amused me. As a fan, I enjoy his candid nature with the media, right? Yeah. He just, he wouldn't take any crap and he'd tell it the way it is. Yeah. Um, I'm with you there. And I, that, and I, that team I and, hate Boston, and, so. And, you know, it's funny that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that Yolevi, what year was that, 15, the draft? Yeah. <clears throat> right? When we didn't take the Chuck. But the player that we were eyeing, that we wanted, Columbus ended up taking. Yeah. And it's nice to see him play like that like he's he playing is, unbelievable like at great, the time when columbus yeah. took him instead of prv from yeah. 
or Pulley RV yeah. from uh, Edmonton. Everyone yeah. was scratching their head. Going, I can't believe they've taken Dubois. And but uh, he's turning out to be. Might end I mean, up being the best player wow. in that top five. I, I don't know. I mean, you're tough, talking about you're talking about um, Lane? Matthews and Laine that yeah, year. I, mean, I guess but, he's probably not that. I mean, it's yeah, hard yeah, to beat yeah. out those two, but uh, but he's definitely but, I mean, playing, playing right where he was picked. Yeah. Like he's, he's playing a different position too. Right? Just, Matthews is not a center. Right? He's been playing center. He has been yeah, center. yeah. It's just uh, Laine's been playing on the wing, yeah. but Dubois is a center, and yeah. he's just playing just as well as Laine. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, but he's playing, and those two guys. Yeah. Are, and he's a big part of why they're still playing. Yeah, so. he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you, Columbus. I'll take Columbus all day. Uh, yeah. I hate Boston. Um, I was. Except I, I, I would have wanted. No, I would have. You I, were cheering for I Toronto. I was wanted Toronto to beat them. I I hate Boston. I don't hate Toronto like I used to. Like yeah. I, it's, it's not that I feel bad for them. Uh, I actually don't. I don't mind watching Toronto play. Yeah, they're a fun team to watch. I don't mind yeah. watching them play. But and I, and I just like I, my, I don't. I've my, lost that that hate for them because. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be told. I don't want the. I don't want to see them win the Stanley Cup. Let's let's yeah. let's be clear there. But I would take them over Boston. Any I, day. I don't want to be told that I have to cheer for them because they're Canadian. No, I don't either. But I don't care what the media yeah. says. No, like, but I just I, I I've lost touch with the with the Vancouver media when it comes no, to agreeing with most of the stuff that was, they do on the what they say about the Canucks, anyways. Yeah. So I don't care. I don't care that you know TSN pushes Toronto. They're going to show us highlights of Toronto. Yeah. All all playoffs, the rest of the playoffs, they're going to go back and say, oh, well, remember yeah, when Toronto no, hit the post there? It would, they, be, yeah. it would be, well, TSN, though, you'd have, like, Edmonton going to the Stanley Cup final, and they would have, uh, uh, they'd open up with what uh, Austin Matthews ate for breakfast. Sure, right? yeah, so. and that's what I mean. Like, I, I, But I don't care about that. Like, big deal. I, I just, I hate yeah. Boston that much that I would rather Toronto win. Uh, anyways, the, ne- the next series, you've got uh, Carolina, so, well, and they'll be taking on... Uh, Help me out here. New York Islanders. Yes. I'm drawing a very big blank right now. Yeah. Yes. And what about the Islanders? <laughs> they look good, Four man. Four straight over Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'll be I'll, I'll be cheering for the underdog Islander. in that one. Oh, Carolina? Yeah. No, I'm a, I'll am go Islanders. Yeah. Just cause I, I think Islanders will win yeah. it, but uh, I'd like to see Carolina upset them. Yeah. Yep. Um, Those stupid jerks. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I mean, they just, they're just playing. Yeah. They're, they're having fun. They, yeah. Whatever. Uh, and they have a good defense. Yes, like and you know what? They're all playing like Rod Brindamore. That whole just sure. steady, just and, just go. And who, yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, Rod Brindamore was awesome. Yeah, he was a he was a good player who showed up in the playoffs. And yeah. they've got, you know, Justin Williams still playing. Mister Game Seven was a big part of that goal. And yesterday. he was Mister Game Seven, right? Like, yeah. played yeah. that puck towards the net that gets tipped in. What a what a tip in on the that goal. Great play. Yeah, and it, like you said, Justin Williams just he yeah. hey. Put it at the net. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's that's your, your east in the west. St. Louis, Dallas. I think St. Louis. I think St. Louis is rolling. Well, yeah, they've been the hottest team in the league yeah. since uh, January. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one for Dallas. I don't really care who yeah. wins that one, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not – I don't hate either team. I'm not a big fan of either team. Um I'm just kind of meh. We'll see what happens. Let's hope it's good hockey. Yeah. Uh, but I tend to agree with you. I think St. I think St. Louis will be hard well, to beat. Well, that defense. I think that's they don't talk about that defense enough. Yeah. And, and actually and, playing. And you got to give Ryan O'Reilly a, oh. a ton of credit for that yeah. team because that guy is a good 200 foot hockey player. Yeah. And 
probably one of the most underrated 200 foot guys. I think so. Like I really do. Uh, you can't say he's underpaid though. He does. He does make a good, good chunk of money. Um, okay. San Jose, Colorado, Colorado. You know, I'd like to say Colorado, but I don't know if this, uh, the momentum boost, right. It'll be interesting to see this how one's, this, this one's t- it's tough to say Jose, when it comes to they came back from three one down sure. and then three nothing in the third period of the yeah. game seven to, to win, win it, that. Yeah. Um, I mean that's you, that can but look at the way. confidence that Col- oh. that Colorado must be playing well, with right now. Like Nathan, they just isn't they, Nathan McKinnon playing himself into talk of being a top five player in the world. Sure, right, sure. That's so. There, I, there, I was listening to the radio yesterday and they had. Uh, Oh gosh, I'm not. I don't even know who it was now. It, uh, one of these hockey guru guys who was talking about how he feels Nathan McKinnon is the best player in the game right now, hmm. including Connor McDavid, including Sidney Crosby. He feels that it, I can't remember who it was, and I wish I remember who it was because it obviously makes a difference. But, um, but yeah, isn't that something that little town in Nova Scotia has got probably two of the best players in the league right now in the world right yeah. now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good Tim Hortons commercials. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll be cheering for San Jose. Yeah, uh, only because um, I'm the same. I don't think I care. I feel who bad for him. Like I want to see. Yeah. I want to see Joe Thornton do well. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm You'd a big like to see I'm a big a Eric Carlson fan. Yeah. I want to see him do well. It, it um, would be good to see Joe Thornton. Hoist the cup, and even you know San Jose being in our division and whatnot, you're not, you'd be a yeah. little. But and, it and wouldn't hurt me to see, out of all the California teams, that's the one I dislike the least. Yeah, I'm right? the same. Yeah, right. Yeah. I I would never want to see the Kings or the Ducks no. lift it, but the Sharks I could handle yeah. lifting the cup. Oh, 100. Right? I I agree with that. I like, you and know, you they, know what, Colorado. They play a game that doesn't really offend you. They don't. They don't seem to take any shortcuts, right? Like, you know, like L.A. when they were going, they always seem to kind of cheat and cut the corners and get away with it. Same with Anaheim, right? When Carlisle coached them, they would always, well, they're not going to call everything a penalty, so let's just sure. go after them, yeah. right? That, yeah. And that just kind of pisses you off where San Jose just plays the game, right? Like, you know, Pavelsi or Couture, those guys can piss you off, but it's kind of the nature of the game. Yeah. They don't do it, like I said, cutting quarters, right? Yeah. So, like Pavelski's hands in front of the net on a deflection are just like that guy. His deflection ability is unreal. Oh yeah. So, um, I mean, you can put it in off his chin. Good. Like, how much blood is that guy shed? And it's only been <laughs> one round. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. So, uh, for me, it's San Jose. Also, um, really quick, because uh, we, we didn't touch on it, um, Canucks. They went into the the draft lottery. Oh, I geez, think they we had the. That whole um, part, didn't we, we did, yeah. Uh, you're getting excited about the about getting into playoff talks, but that's okay. Um, so Canucks went in. I think with the eighth. I think they were eighth, or was it ninth? Sitting in ninth spot, and they end up dropping one. That's what happened, right? Do we drop one or two? Don't we drop three spots? No, nah, because. Because um, Chicago. Yeah, so New Jersey went uh, right up to the top, but they were below us. Yeah. So that didn't that didn't make us drop more. Uh, Chicago came from uh, almost making the playoffs, right up to second pick overall, right? And then uh, I'm gonna need some help on who okay. who the third pick was. It was the Rangers. 
Rangers. Okay, so the Rangers right. were yeah. below us. Yeah. The Devils and the Devils were below us. So yes, we were. Yeah. So we only we only dropped one spot. The we went Blackhawks from, were right. One, two, three spots behind us. Yes, they and they, they jumped went all the way up to. What was it? The Blackhawks. Yes. Yes, they came yeah. third, right? Because it's yes, because Taylor Hall's won five draft lotteries so now. Is that what I said? Yeah, he's won three in Edmonton and two. This is the second one in New Jersey. So he's been in New Jersey. This is his third off season in New Jersey. Did, se- so did New Jersey get first overall? And they the took year. Nico Heischer. Oh, okay. And they so made the playoffs. I couldn't remember if Philly the or playoffs or last or year and didn't get in the draft lottery. Right. And then they're in the draft lottery. So he's uh-huh. won five draft lotteries in his career. Taylor Should have been a Canuck then, eh? Yeah. And he it was pretty funny because he was embracing that wholeheartedly on Twitter. When it was happening, awesome. Like he just, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, so Canucks. Yet again, we'll, we we'll drop. Yeah, we dropped. Which is which was the most um, yeah, expected result. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, apparently, uh, Canucks still should get a decent player at ten. So, uh, it is what it is. Move on. Um, Okay, let's uh, let's take a break. Yes. Uh, hear from our sponsors, and then uh, we'll come back in into a little white cup to- white cap talk. We're home, <laughs> Cody. You couldn't wait till we got out of the car. Your hockey equipment reeks bad enough, and with the dog and dad's gym stuff in the back. Oh, Emily, where's my power? Life stinks. Power destroys. A safe alternative to odor control. Pow Air, nature's odor neutralizer. At Save On Foods, Canadian Tire, Home Hardware, and local pet and sports stores. He shoots, he scores! All right, welcome back. Thank you, Pow Air. For more information on Pow Air, find them at powair.com. Quick mention, Mitch the Car Guy. Go see Mitch if you're in need of a car. Toyota, uh, Langley Toyota, ask for Mitch the Car Guy. He's also really good at analyzing your golf swing. This is true. Yep. He's helped me out a ton. Yes. Yep. I've gone from a 110 average to right around 100. So yeah. I'm 100 to 105. Yeah. yeah but you've, you're being modest. You've been, you're starting to be more consistent busting under 100. Yeah, I'm hovering. I'm hovering around yeah. 100. Yeah. yeah. I played in Palm Springs there uh, four times. Uh, my best was a 97. My worst was a 106. So I'm yeah. like I said, I'm hovering yeah. right around there. But so that 106 worst round two years ago would have been your best round. Sure, exactly. Right? Yeah. So because I'm still at that. well last year. I'm still at that beginning of last 102, year. 102, 103 was probably my best round last year, and then is this one? It's limiting those over 110 games. I think right now. Yeah. For yeah. The guys like us, like I'll play four times in a year, and. Never played as a kid, so it's a very exactly. And I yeah. play too much hockey, so I have this really awkward oh, swing. Oh, I drop my hip. I got to learn to just smooth it out, and I think it'll. Anyways, enough anyways, our, yeah. So, golf, so we'll get into the Whitecaps. Um, where we left off, uh, Whitecaps started off the season. They were zero and three, and then since we've been gone, Whitecaps played Seattle at home to a zero zero tie. Um, they went and played. Uh, LA, uh, I think that was at home as well. LA Galaxy and lost two nothing. 
Um, then they went played in Chicago to a one-one tie, and that was uh, um, I want to say Whitecaps scored late to tie that one up. Uh, that was uh, uh, was that the one here? Uh, well, Ibrahimovic was in town. Oh, sorry, and no, sc- Chicago scored. Okay, no, no, the, um, Ibrahimovic was in for the for the LA one yes. that we yes, yes that we lost two nothing. And he scored. Um, he promised he would score in that game, and then he came through with the goal. Of course, as he does. Of course, okay. uh, the in Chicago uh, Whitecaps gave up another penalty shot. It seems to be common. In the Whitecaps games so far this year, but they gave up a late penalty shot. Uh, Chicago tied the game on, so that one ends in a in a one one tie away. The MLS can apologize to the Whitecaps for not a chance, not a chance. No? Then uh, Wednesday, April 8, April seventeenth, LAFC, the best team in the league, roll into town, and Whitecaps uh, get a one nothing win. That was a huge win. That was the first win of the season, um, in and you hope that that's going to be something to build on. Mm-hmm. Um, then they got a tough, that was a tough schedule. So it, w- within a week from a, well, from a Friday night, then they played uh, in Chicago on a Friday night at home in Vancouver on a Wednesday. Then they got to go across country and play Orlando on the Saturday. So you had only had two days in between. Um, and I watched this game and it's zero zero right up until, the 88th minute and uh orlando gets a goal i think they ended up giving credit to nanny for the goal it was it was a cross comes across the box guy takes a shot that kind of flubbed on but it hit the other player so it must have hit nanny and found its way into the back of that with two minutes left in regulation time um a heartbreaker uh, they so they come away with zero points on that. So on the season so far, the Whitecaps have played eight games and they have five points to show from it. Not a good start. They got one um, win. One win. Yeah, they got one win and two ties. The rest are losses. Uh, they're gonna play. It's a good thing they revamped the team. Yes. So they play at home uh, coming up this Saturday against uh, Philly. Um, Did the Southsiders walk out? One game. Yeah, Are so let's talk about that. that. So that was the next year. You want to get? No, we can we can talk part? about that right now. Actually, let's uh, let's get. I was just gonna say, um, like, I, like I said, I haven't seen much, but there's been a bit that I do pick up on because I do follow some social media stuff. So, like I said, I have no cable, so the new stuff is very slow in my. Yeah, so 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 just to get Philly won't be an easy game for for Vancouver. Philly started the season there four wins, three losses, a tie. Um, well, they've won more than two games, so that'll be tough. Yeah, even won more than two games now, it's going to be tough for the Whitecaps. Well, it's, and, and and that's the thing. It, it's funny. Whitecaps have played a game. They're only five points out of a playoff spot, which which seems. Uh, it seems not that uh, far, but it seems not that, that far. It, what do we? It, it can uh, it can quickly snowball. How many games but, in the season. They'll play 38, I believe. Games. Yeah. And we're nine games in? We're eight in eight. right now. Yeah. And you're five. So there's lots, there's lots to That's go. That's what, two wins? Two wins. Yeah. Two, two wins. wins with them losing. But yeah, yeah. they also got to hop other teams in the... Yeah, but that's a two-win difference. Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully they can turn these things around. Now, there's tons of controversy, just like, like controversy with the Whitecaps, like you said. Uh, we touched on it uh, last, I want to say it was the last uh, episode that we did, um, where there was a lot of talk about a coach uh, that was, you know, accused of um, 
misconduct, whether it be uh, sexual misconduct along with um, just an abuse of power, I guess is, is how we'll say it. I mean, and it, the coach in question, he coached the women's white caps as lo- along with the U-20 uh, women's national team at the time. He was also an assistant coach with um, – I want to, it was either the U23 or it was the full-on women's national team. So he had a lot of influence in women's soccer. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the women players kind of felt like it, this was held over their head. And it's all come to light in the last couple months thanks to uh, a blog that was put out by a, a former player, Kira McCormick. Um, and then Andrea Neal, who's you know perhaps one of the best women's uh, Canadian women's soccer players ever to play the game mm-hmm. uh, piped up and said, you know, I feel like I need to join in and and, and support, uh, you know, what Kira said. And, you know, she had some knowledge of what went on, but I don't think she knew the full extent, um, but definitely knew enough that uh, she felt that she needed to say something as well. Uh, and it, it it's kind of snowballed and, um, you know, the Whitecaps fans uh Took took action themselves, like you said. So the 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 last home game was against um, LAFC, I believe. Right? Is that what we said? And I think it was the awesome. the one that they end up getting the victory in. And in the thirty fifth minute, it was it was planned for a big a big walkout. So the thirty fifth minute, uh, they were asking the fans to leave um, their seats and go to the concourse, watch the rest of of the first half on the screen and I didn't go to the game. Uh, you could see, you could tell by watching on TV, which I, which I did that, uh, the seats, a lot of the seats were empty. Um, obviously not everybody did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also had some friends that were at the game that were sending pictures of the concourse and the concourse were packed. Yeah. So, you know, that there was a lot of people that did that and it had to go noticed by the club. What, do you think it would have been noticed more if they had left the building? Well, for sure, but I don't think I don't think that was the plan. I mean, you leave the building, you can't get back in. No, of course, right? but then that drives it home more. It might, it might, but because they would get picked up. The fact that they left and came back, you you're, you're you asking talk about it on a local media scale. But if you had those fans walk out and leave the game, you're now you're talking more national and possible international news, and getting that much more impact to your cause, and you're sacrificing your ticket you don't do it at the 35th minute you do it at the 60th minute yeah right and just leave sure right i mean the the only thing the only thing i'd say there i agree with you i mean if you really want to make an impact that's probably what you have to do uh but you're asking people now to to give up like 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 tickets that they've paid money for sure you're basically you're asking them to say look just but we can get into this argument about what you're feeling right and wrong about donating to what cause, right? We sure, just had a, exactly. We just yeah. had a building in Paris burn and there's all of a sudden a billion euros sitting there willing to donate to fix it and people are going to have trouble giving up 50 bucks from a soccer game ticket Yeah, for a cause that's probably more important. Sure, yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I, no, at some point, like... That's a social issue, not... Yeah, of right? course, it's, of it's, course. It's, um, it's, an, it's just an interesting take. Like, I I personally would have trouble doing it, too, right? I'm not saying these people are bad for it, because yeah. I, I, I understand the the whole thought of that, right? Like, you're, you don't yeah. know what you're... 
I just well, I paid for my ticket. Paid thirty bucks to get into this yeah. game. Like I, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. I don't get to come to many, yeah. many games, uh, which could have been the mentality of a lot of people. That's. But it would have shown and, a true and power fine. for that cause if they were able sure. to walk right out of the building. Sure. And uh, Leonard Doozy's felt feeling a lot of heat from all this. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, the the coaching question, uh, there was some. Some talk that uh, he had met with a couple of the women's players, and they had begged him not to say anything to the coach because he controlled their their national uh, careers. And Leonard Uzi turned around and went right to the coach and said, "Hey, this is what I'm hearing. This is what your players are yeah. saying. No, oh, you're crazy. Okay, well, let's get rid of it. And bye, bye, bye. Does, yeah. It go, goes away for a little while, and then uh, kind of comes back up. And maybe there's some. some I think it's time for Leonard Uzi to go. But oh, I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. I don't even um, a soccer fan, and I know he's no, been on that and job. That, and that's, he's been in that job way too long. There's too much of a comfort level, and he's probably got way too much control now because he's done it for so long. And there's the motion that the, a ton of the fans, you go on Twitter, and there's hashtag fire Leonard Uzi. Yeah. Right? And like I'm if sure. there's any manager in the city at their job, any Vancouver fan need to get on firing, is then... The soccer team, not yeah. any other sport in this. I don't know what it is that he's got. He's got to have something on somebody, but he seems to just kind of go under the rug every time. Like the team's playing bad, it's always the manager's fault. Oh no, I, I don't. I don't have anything to do with that. That's that's first, all the manager. Like, he was the like, first kind of superstar, big name soccer player from, you know, back in the early '80s with the Whitecaps, and yeah, I mean, he just kind of rode that out and got control of the '86ers and. Is yeah, not all the way to where he is now. Played off it for sure. Yeah, um, and I mean, I I don't remember him that much of a, as as a player, but I know a lot of people that are a little bit older than me that do, and they and they said he was one of those guys. He he made a name for himself, but he wasn't. He was never the best player. Mm-hmm. He's just. He was a, st- a steady defenseman. Sure, was it right? Um, but whatever. Uh, we're gonna. Um, so we we have a uh, an, a relatively new listener got to us uh, last episode, it wrote in that um, that, that pretty long uh, yeah. questions, yeah. very in depth on the Whitecaps. Well, he's actually started a blog, and I told him I'd, I'd mention it on here uh, for our listeners that are interested in in hearing more about the Whitecaps. He goes pretty in depth. Um, it's a decent read if you've got some time. Uh, it's um, it's called uh, Well That's Full Time. So you can find it at, uh, I guess it's www.wtfsoccer.home.blog. Now, if I'm getting that wrong, I'm sorry, uh, but you might be able to Google under that's, well, well that's full time. Um, maybe we'll try and put a link up on our, uh, yeah. on our uh, page here as well. But um, so, yeah, if you want more in-depth talk on the Whitecaps. He, he definitely dives in. He's got what seems like quite a bit of time in his hands to uh, um, really analyze each game that the Whitecaps are playing when it, it, when it comes down to formations and all that. So if you're really interested in all that stuff and you want to hear more or read more, uh, give him a try. Um, it, I, I, read, I read the first one that he, that he sent to me and just said, here, tell me what you think. And I thought he, he did a really good job. Um, so give it a ch- uh, give it a chance, uh, check it out. Um, that'll be it for us for tonight. We got one more shout out. We do. One of our listeners, oh right, listeners, yes, has uh, he's had a podcast before. He's gonna, uh, I think he's got a bit of inspiration listening to our ramblings. 
and has decided to fire it up again, which would be good. He does. Uh, he'll do a bit of uh, talk about hockey. He might refer to maybe some of the topics we discuss, but he's going to be more of a Van- Vancouver-based, um, just a general Vancouver talk. So any of the issues like you know with recent 420, he'd probably talk about stuff like that, um, just social issues in Vancouver. So uh, Glenn is going to start one. It's going to be called the Futs podcast f-u-t-z i will uh, post a link um, he hasn't released any episodes yet he's aiming for early may so we'll uh, uh i'll definitely we'll definitely share that link if uh, you guys want to maybe give it a listen see if you like it you know and uh, support another someone else that just likes to ramble and i'll have to give glenn credit because i think he's going to try to do this on his own and we were just actually talking about this before how difficult, difficult it will be. It is, yeah. like, in, there are times when either one of us get up and go do something while we're recording this and how hard it is just to talk yeah. to the empty to yourself. mic across yeah. the table. Yeah. You're, you're, you're basically debating yourself yeah. in your own thoughts. Because usually, so. like, when, when, you know, like, if I'm talking or Dave's talking, you're still making eye t- contact with the other guy and we're kind of gesturing and as if we're having, you know, I'm being silent in my part of the conversation, but we'll kind of help them sure. keep it going, yeah. right? And you definitely use the other person. So if Glenn, uh, he, he aims to have a few uh, guests, so there'll be a lot of uh, uh, interaction, right? He's going to post questions and about issues going on, you know, political, whatever. So, uh, yeah. So Yeah, and then... I think uh, he said uh, he's going to talk about Vancouver hockey and then some of the other stuff going on in the city. So it, it sounds like it'd be a pretty interesting yeah. podcast to listen to. Yeah, uh, give it a try. I, I like Glenn. He's got a, a bit of a different take on things, which will be nice because that's what we want. Everything is too much. Uh, you know, everything, everybody is always the same, right? Yeah. Kind of try to do. All well, I mean, we always tend to yeah. agree, right? So um, that that also brings us back to our own our own podcast here. And uh, you'll notice there's there's been some changes. There's going to continue to be some changes. I yeah. mean, with uh, Kevin living four and a half hours away now. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult we're, for us to do this. But we're going to uh, try. But we're going to give it a go. Um, we, we there could be some times when it could be just Kevin. Yeah. There could be some times it could be just me. And hopefully we can bring in people because this is when we're going to need people to join us the most. Uh, if we can get. It has to come down to whether or not we're going to buy a new computer because we're using this like. 12 year old laptop right now that we're running everything through and it won't download Skype. And that's so what we need. That's what we yeah. need. If we can get a PC, so I'm going to check. I have another one at home and if I can check if it works, then it, we'll be able to do it, but I'm not down for on the coast for another three weeks. Right. So if I can get that set up and then bring it down, because we're still going to do everything based here and then I'll run through Skype from up there. So that so way, any of the guests or anything can come and meet Dave, and then we and we can still get this going here. Um, so, so keep with us, bear with yeah. us. We're going to work this out, and in a month or so, we should have everything ironed out. And we're going to continue through the summer uh, with tentative plans to maybe bring back a bit of the three on three, three, yeah, right, because we got people like that, and I think yep. that's a good off season topic. So we're not scrambling to talk about. Major League Baseball and that we don't care about then you know because come the third week of July there's not much hockey talk nope 
Right. No, and that's the thing. Like through through is- through the summer, like we discussed, we'll uh, we'll try and touch on anything hockey related that's big. Yeah. Uh, like obviously um, it'll, it'll the be draft a and the July first. But for the most part, we'll probably uh, we'll probably just try and get into three on three and three on three is fun. Yeah, and right? we'll have and fun. We haven't and talked and about Florida, especially with that uh, that guy that just there was a Florida story. We should touch. I'm going to say it right now. There's a what's that big. Uh, it's the Australian. It's like an ostrich, but a Callaway. Callaway. Oh yeah, right? the bird. The, the bird yeah, that killed yeah, yeah. the guy, and then yeah. now the bird's going up for auction. Up for auction, yeah. Who but who wants to purchase the bird that just killed its owner? <laughs> but so so, I was looking this bird up, and it's not like people think, oh, it's just a bird that killed the guy. Okay, well the bird is like six feet tall. It's like 140 pounds, and those birds have a one of their a razor like claw on each foot. That's a four inches long. <laughs> so they come up to you and they do this like jump up like a kangaroo kick. And so like this guy fell down. It was threatened threatened because they are a very aggressive animal and it probably just sliced him open. Sure. That was it. That I was mean, that. The only fortunate thing, if there is one, is that the, the gentleman that passed away was 74 years old. Right. So he. He's done a lot of time. On sure. Planet, right. So it's uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate way to end. A long life like that, yeah. but it's it's yeah, it's just a kind of another kind of crazy story out of Florida that seems to, you know, yeah. like eighty percent of those crazy stories we're to- telling were out of Florida. Yeah. But anyways, of course, well, let's um, <laughs> Thanks for listening once again, and we apologize that our lives have have uh, gotten in the way, but we're also happy that we were able to have a good run of a year doing this. Yeah. With uh, and you know, it's been a few little challenges with sure. With work from three guys to yeah. two and our work schedules and stuff, but yep. uh, actually, but we're not we, giving up yet. If we get the Skype so. thing set up, it actually might make it easier because it would take away that, like we can just say, yeah. "Hey, you got an hour right now? Let's do it and let's do it." And I can we can just run and poof, bang it off. So, yep. anyway, so yeah, just uh, stay tuned. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening to episode 46, our David Kreitchi episode. Uh, Hopefully it's not too long before we get episode 47. Check out that blog. Check out the other podcast. We'll post the links on the Facebook page. Perfect.